Donald Trump has won the key New Hampshire primary in the United States, moving him uh, even closer to locking in the Republican presidential nomination and securing an extraordinary White House rematch with Joe Biden. With vote counting ongoing, it was unclear earlier if Trump had secured the knockout victory to put his sole remaining challenger, Nikki Haley, out of the contest. But Donald Trump, quite clearly the runaway leader in the national Republican polling, despite two impeachments as president and four criminal trials hanging over him since he left office. Trump-Biden face-off in the 2024 U.S. presidential election seems increasingly likely. With Trump registering a second Republican primary win in New Hampshire with his main contender for the Republican nomination, Nikki Haley trailing in second place. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now, three. three. We win it every time. We win the primary, we win the... Generals, we've won it. Haley halted at a single-digit nine delegates in New Hampshire, while Trump stayed in double digits, adding 12 delegates. His total tally at the moment is nearly double that of Haley's. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. Well, I'm a fighter. And I'm scrappy. And now we're the last one standing next to Donald Trump. And today we got close to half of the vote. We still have a ways to go, but we keep moving up. Nevada, Michigan and South Carolina primaries are lined up next all of which went Trump's way last time round. So is the Trump-Biden match a given? Or does Haley have any rabbits to pull out of her hat? Bureau Report, NDTV. Well, joining us now, Raymond Vickery, Vickery the former U.S. Assistant Secretary of Commerce, uh, Rick Mehta, who is um, a former Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate in New Jersey, Ajay Jain Bhutoria, the de Deputy National Finance uh, chair of the Democratic Party, Calvin Dark joins us, as also Meera Shankar. Thank you all very much for being with us. Um, Mr. Botoria, let me just uh, come to you first now. How would you respond to those who say that Trump appears unstoppable uh, at this stage? Mr. Botoria. Thank, yeah, thank you for having me. I think we acknowledge the outcome of the New Hampshire primary for Republican Party, where Donald Trump has seemingly secured the GOP nomination. It reflects the prevailing, uh, prevailing influence of the MAGA movement within the Republican Party. In contrast to Trump's agenda, which has faced criticism for undermining democracy, spreading hate, uh, undermining women's rights, and prioritizing the wealthy over the middle class, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris has demonstrated a commitment to economic growth, job creation, and restoring America's leadership on the world stage. You know, under Biden administration, we have witnessed the dedication to fostering economic growth for the middle class here. And uh, with this, I mean, as we move forward towards November 2024, it is increasingly evident that today that Donald Trump is poised for a general elections showdown. He will face the only individual who has previously defeated uh, Trump at the ballot box, okay. Joe Biden. And Cal Indian Americans, is, yeah, go ahead. Calvin Dark, do you believe that um, 
I mean, I didn't quite get an answer. My, my, my question was, does he, Trump, appear unstoppable at this stage? In terms of the Republican Party, that's quite clearly the case. But in terms of, of, of the progress going into the U.S. general elections, do you believe that he is gaining enough momentum uh, to, to be a serious, serious challenger to Biden, despite all the felony charges uh, and, and all the cases against him? Yes, you're right that for the Republican nomination, he is unstoppable. That is just a matter of time to see when Nikki Haley is going to drop out. When it comes to the general election, it actually doesn't matter about the support that Trump has. What matters is if the Democrats, particularly those that voted for Biden before, if they will come out and support him because, you know, Biden has issues with the Democrats. And let, let me tell you why. The way elections work at the heart of it is math. And if we think about the fact that Trump last time got a lot of votes, but he got 7 million less votes than Joe Biden. That was before the 91 you know, criminal indictments, the four court cases that he has. So we know for sure he hasn't gained any. I doubt there's anyone who didn't vote for him before and said, wow, with the criminal charges, he seems like a better candidate. No, Trump is trying to get all of his base and all of the Republicans out for him. But without getting new votes from the independents and Democrats, he won't win. The only way he can win is if those who voted for Biden before don't go to the polls because they're either dissatisfied with Biden, but they don't want to support Trump. That will decide who wins in November. Okay. Um, Rick Mehta, let's talk a little bit about Nikki Haley. She seems to be on a, a fairly razor-thin path at this stage. She's finished third in Iowa, second in, in New Hampshire. Her position increasingly precarious. Um, I mean, is it all but over for, for Nikki Haley in, in this contest? tell you, Nikki Haley should have gotten out of this race a long time ago. And the fact that she's still standing is because she feels like she has to answer to her donors. Now, Nikki Haley is a formidable uh, figure among the Republican Party, but this is just not her race. And if she can't win in a state like New Hampshire, where she had a large turnout among moderate voters, not even the Republican turnout, now you're going into states with a very hardcore Republican base. For example, her own state of South Carolina, there's a good chance she's not even winning South Carolina, even her home state. You had a senator, Tim Scott, who endorsed Donald Trump uh, that was appointed into the Senate by Nikki Haley, and he turned her, his back on her. It's not that they don't like her. It's that this is not her race. And it's clear as day that Donald Trump is the presumptuous nominee for the Republican Party. Um, and, you know, it, there's a high likelihood that he is going to take this election all throughout the general election. Uh, I think voters in America are so sick and tired of these foolish talking points pushed by Democrat strategists. When you live in middle America like I do, every day you go to the grocery store or fill gas in your car, you can't afford to do that. Under President Trump, we had no wars. We had a thriving economy. Uh, minority Americans, black Americans were had the lowest unemployment rate. And if you look at the poll numbers, they're leaning. They may be quiet, but they're leaning more to Trump because they're tired of the government in the big state going after them. If there's anyone that knows about the big state government and the establishment politics, it's the minority Americans, the black Americans, Hispanic Americans that have uh, a distrust in government. Uh, and so people like Donald Trump that are going in there to disrupt uh, the status quo disrupt this establishment. They're excited about that, as am I. Calvin Duff, would you like to respond to any of those points that there seems to be a wave right now in favor of Trump that's going to go well beyond these primaries, uh, and he seems to be an unstoppable force? Well, we have to remember that under the economy we had during Trump, 
That was before COVID. And so if you think about Biden's economy, not only is it building back, but he had to deal with the economic effects of COVID. But when it comes to minority Americans um, and African-Americans, it's true that there are slightly more. We're talking single digit more African-Americans who might be inclined to support Trump. Most won't. And and the reason is Trump's racism. Let's remember just about two, three weeks ago, he said that immigrants from Africa were like poison in the blood of America. So what does that make the African-American community think that he thinks about us? So while there are definitely many issues that we can have with Biden, when the choice is Biden or Trump, then that choice is very easy. And I think that most Americans are going to see that in November. Raymond Vickery, uh, you know, for those of us uh, who are actually watching far, far away in India, the fact that there's, um, you know, Donald Trump running despite two impeachments as president, four criminal trials hanging over him, I'm just curious to understand, is, is that legal process entirely over? Could anything legally stop him from contesting? I don't think anything can stop him from uh, contesting, but I do think uh, that uh, conviction, particularly on the main charge of trying to disrupt the United States Constitution uh, by overturning the result of the voters in 2020, uh, would have an impact. Listen, it is perfectly plain that there is a personality, personality cult built around Donald J. Trump for the Republicans. He's had that grip on the party uh, for um, years now. All the polls show that. So what's playing out now is, uh, is what has happened in the past. But that does not really uh, translate to a victory uh, in November. Uh, it is true that right now a lot of people haven't concentrated on what happens uh, with a Donald Trump presidency. Uh, but we have heard what he said, that he's going to be a dictator on day one, uh, that he is going to take revenge on his enemies, he's going to weaponize uh, the rule of law. All of those things will not sit well um, with Americans, not to mention taking away uh, rights of a woman to be able to uh, control her own body in regard to uh, abortion. Uh, his uh, thinly veiled racist remarks when he talks about immigrants. He's even called uh, out uh, Nikki uh, Haley uh, on that regard. Those things are not going to sit well. Now, will it uh, result in a Donald J. Trump uh, presidency? Uh, it It is possible that that will happen, but you should not project from what has happened uh, in New Hampshire uh, and uh, before that in Iowa as to indicating anything about what will happen in November. If you look at New Hampshire and you see that some 45 percent uh, in a Republican primary voted against him, and if you look at what uh, the numbers are in terms of the swing voters, uh, it is uh, perfectly plain that uh, the United States as a whole is not enthralled with Trump and the, uh, the prospect of uh, further damage to our United States Constitution. Yeah. So all that has to be played out. And, you, you know, you talk about the economy. The fact is uh, that we are at an all-time high in the stock market, uh, that uh, gas prices are going down. Uh, we st and he, the, Joe Biden has led the country out of uh, uh, a likely recession uh, 
to a soft landing, uh, which almost nobody thought uh, could happen. So if you look at the economy, while there has been pessimism, there's always a lag period, and the polls are showing that in regard to the economy, people are beginning to realize a terrific job that Joe Biden has done. Okay. Ambassador Mira Shankar, for us here in India, does it really make a difference who the next president of the U.S. is, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Well, I think there's been a bipartisan consensus in the U.S. for building relations with India. But there would be differences in terms of approach. Firstly, I would say that Trump is ideologically closer to the current Indian government. They're more comfortable with his um, political approach. But at the same time, if you look at actual policies, then he's likely to be more protectionist. He said he will impose 10% tariffs on US imports across the board. He's probably likely to also try to step up pressure on China. He wants to prohibit imports from China of electronics, steel, and some other items over four years. I don't know whether he will be able to achieve it. Um, he wants to question the purpose of NATO, so re-look at U.S. alliances. And uh, I would imagine, given his very harsh rhetoric on immigration, that he would be tougher on the H-1B visas, which are so important for our IT industry. So all in all, we might find that economically, it's a more difficult U.S. to deal with and strategically perhaps a more transactional U.S. All right. Uh, perhaps a more transactional United States going forward, but it is a fascinating contest even here, even in the primaries. But it does appear that Donald Trump is fairly unstoppable at this stage, certainly within the Republican Party. But in a few months, we'll know where his national standing actually is. I'd like to thank you all very much for joining us. But before we leave, I'd like to play out some key bits of uh, the debate between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. We had an unbelievable week last week in Iowa. We set a record. It was the best in the history of the caucus, in the history. And uh, I remember I sort of had the same feeling. I'm up and I'm watching, and I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly, she was... But Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second and he left. She came in third and she's still hanging around. And I felt I should do this because I find in life you can't let people get away with bullshit, okay? You can't. You just can't do that. But that's all he was doing. And now he's backing a woman that I know very well, a woman that is not capable of doing this job. I know her very well. She's not tough enough. She's not smart enough, and she wasn't respected enough. She cannot do this job. She's not going to be able to deal with President Xi. She's not going to be able to deal with Putin and Kim Jong-un and all of the people that you, the very fine people you have to deal with, and she will not be able to do the job. I've said from the very beginning, I've been consistent. We wanted to be strong in Iowa. We started with 2%. We ended up with 20%. That was strong. We want to be stronger than that in New Hampshire. And then we want to be even stronger than that in South Carolina. This is a building game for us. With Donald Trump, you have one bout of chaos after another. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. 
You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. South Carolina voters don't want a coronation. They want an election. And we're going to give them one. Because we are just getting started. Thank you for the energy.